Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, your Oscar host, Jeremy Schmidt, here for the hour, two hours, three hours, however long this, uh, this giant televised film celebration event will go. Uh, but I have just one member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here f- with me to uh, help uh, help help me walk across this here red carpet. That is, of course, the film guy himself, Michael Hearn. Hi, it's me, Michael Hearn, the film guy. The film guy himself. The film guy, film in. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could call me a fable man if you'd like. Okay, and that's the kind of that's the kind of. Um, Safe down the barrel, yeah. Hosting bits that I want to see. <laughs> no Ricky Gervais stuff today. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm purely Jimmy Fallon right now. Um, yeah. maybe yeah, yeah, just coasting on. Yeah, no Amy Schumer pops even of like you know gross gross out jokes. Yeah, or no Amy just, Schumer. Right. No, uh, what is it? Uh, who was last year? Is it Regina King? Uh, it was Amy like Schumer the trio. And... Yeah, uh, uh, Wanda Sites, Regina Hall, and then wait, uh, wait, who was it? Wanda Sykes. Oh, Wanda Sykes. Sorry, I muted you for some reason. All good. <laughs> uh, great. Well, um, we have a uh, a fantastic episode for you today. Yes. Hearn is. Um, mm. How would you describe yourself? You are. Uh, you like uh, movies? Um, yeah, I, on occasion I dabbled in them. Like them sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think you could say, I guess some people would call it your calling, like it's your thing, uh-huh. you were put on earth to like obsess over, do, mm-hmm. want to do, keep doing, right. try to do. Uh, but yeah, I love movies. Um, for audience at home, I'm doing this Zoom in front of my entire physical media collection. Yeah, pretty fun. Blu-rays, DVDs, TV shows, and I... It's not like a bookshelf thing where like, oh, how many of those have you actually read? None, right? It's no, I probably watch most of these. And yeah. I collect and I obsess and I work, think about craft and I love movies. And today, this year, uh, some people have different opinions, but I thought this was a pretty good year in film. I had a lot of favorites. Well, Hearn, uh, before we talk any more, right, would sorry. you like to hear your 2023 sound effects? I would. I have not been keeping up on not film guy, Michael Hearn, who's uh, more of a strength guy. Well, so I'm assuming. Great news for you. Every piece of this audio was pulled <laughs> from a video that was literally dropped 21 hours ago. So wow. he's still around. He's still kicking. And mm. I don't know. Let's see. Maybe we'll hear about some old friends in this uh, in this here sound clip. One can hope. Uh-oh. Be careful. Pay attention. Don't overflow everything in the house as you usually Gotta do. Got to overflow sometimes, guys. <laughs> we have uh, been celebrating Titan's birthday for about a week. Ah, <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Titan! Titan, it's your birthday. Yeah. Um, week-long birthday celebration. Hey, Leo he can, Hearns. He can only overflow, so that makes sense. He's got to overdo it. That's. It sounds like he's in a better space. I'll give him that. He's uh, taking ownership. That's what we were all hoping for after his last debacle. Right. We we're Just hoping like, that at least some peace in that house. Jeez, Louise. He let the woman actually speak a full sentence this time. All mm-hmm. that good stuff. You know, honestly, when I was watching his videos, she does most of the talking these days. I don't know if that oh, was wow. always the case, but it's one of those situations. I don't know. Do you listen to the Roger Deakins podcast? 
I don't. That sounds like a cool podcast. Oh, you uh, never listened to it yet? Oh, dude, you no. gotta listen to the Roger Deakins podcast. It's him and it, it's him and his partner, and and like that show, she does most of the talking. That's cool. And you're always that's... listening, going like, "Is Roger gonna comment on it? <laughs> Is he asleep on the show? What's he doing?" Yeah, those quiet, top, top, contemplative creatives and yeah. uh, talkative partners is a dynamic I can relate to. I really love the, uh, yeah, but, and it's always like really meaningful. Like when he does mm. decide to ask a question and it's like, you're like, Ooh, um, okay, wait a minute. So let's talk a little bit about the Academy Awards. Uh, Hearn, what is the Academy? Heard of him? Yeah. What explain <laughs> to the listener at home who, who doesn't know what's the Academy Awards. It's when all your favorite stars and production <laughs> designers and painters and costume designers and grips come and vote in on, uh, their favorite movies of each given year. And uh, they presented in an award ceremony they called the Oscars, where they give out little golden statues. Um, yeah, I think I don't always align taste wise with the Oscars, and I kind of appreciate that the last couple of years. I've been they've been a little closer to my taste because I think a couple of things have changed. I think their diversity requirements have changed. I think general taste in like produced film has gone up. A lot of indie films that are like getting more popular in like indie studios are getting more popular. But yeah, like they've always had, like they always have their gaps. Like even last year, they had good nominations and they made some weird choices, stuff like that. Mm, yeah. uh, but we did this. We did an episode like this last year. No, is yes. this our second annual Oscar? I guess so. It officially is. We did one remember. where. Yeah, did we do one the year before even too? Like I, I I'm not certain about that. I'm not certain uh, about anything. Well, the <laughs> one year before even then was kind of like a big asterisk, like a lot of weird, like you know, pandemic influenced choices of Oscar and movie releases. But yeah, last right. Year was, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, last year, pretty good Oscars in terms of what made it into nominations. And what won again? Well, Toto won Best Picture. Co- oh, bit, God. The weird choices. Yeah. yeah. But, Definitely. Yeah, I don't, th- I, I was not rooting for Coda. No. Uh, what, 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 what were you rooting for? I was a big drag my car head, which did win it Best International. It was up for Feudo and like still, you know, the limitations of Academy accepting like foreign acting awards and stuff is that it was still mostly just there in like international but i think it had writing i think maybe director i might recant that that might be wrong actually but um yeah at the, at the very least it won best international for japan which was very cool um and yeah like there were some other good ones on the docket that like just didn't get the spread they earned like power to dot didn't get much um, oh sure yeah jane is that jane campion Yes, which yeah. I did a deep dive a little bit. She's a really good act, uh, director, rapper. She's really uh, intense and cool, and I like most of her stuff. And Power to Dot's kind of a muted tone of hers that still worked pretty well. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up watching Power of the Dog. I still haven't seen Drive My Car. I, I feel like I was a bit, that. a bit of a f- last year's Oscars because it's always early. So the way Oscars works is like usually early in the year they're celebrating yeah. all the films from the previous year. So, uh, 2022 is actually my, one of my better, bigger years for seeing movies. Like nice. I saw like 36 films in theaters that year. I mm-hmm. saw like, um, let's see, what's my count. I keep, a, do you keep a list turn? I mean, I do the letterboxd, which has everything I ever see. So it might be trickier for me to figure out just a second what I, uh, saw in theaters, but I'm pretty sure I do like every week with a few gaps 
because I got the AMC A list. So that's usually right. how I prep out the big ones, which even then they've been doing cool stuff this year alone. I got to see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and right. because they brought it out again for a little yeah. bit. And could have done to see RRR a second time. I think I still can even, but I just, you yeah. know. I saw that out. one twice, but I, nice. uh, uh, I I saw 109 films wow. in 2022. And I it, I also like throw in here like films I've seen before. Like it just yeah. anything I've watched. Um, and so I'm here's a here's a question. Is there any what's any snubs? I mean, I think you might know what the bait one is for me, which was I was a big fan of Decision to Leave. Which oh in, right, right, yeah. Is that in not even in um foreign it's, film? Correct, it's not. It's not there. And I mean, it's kind of the thing with how Academy Awards sometimes, which is if it's not even in, in the international, it might not get any sort of different awards. And I feel like the ever paid ones would have been acting, which I don't right. think they yeah they didn't get in, and it, I don't think they would have without those bigger pushes. Yeah. Uh, and RR was a big snub in the sense that India didn't nominate it, so it couldn't be eligible for international. And then yeah, get... I was talking to our, our friend, friend of the show, Ravi Karan, about that. Mm. I was like, uh, he, you know, I was like, what the hell's the deal with this? And he's like, <laughs> it's, it's in India. Didn't didn't uh, show up for it apparently. Yeah, I'm not familiar with what they did. I forget, but uh, yeah, didn't get in and only got in for song, which I would I believe is a lot for not to not to. That's a very fun song. Uh, yeah. Those, I think, are really big snubs. I was also a fan of Nope, which didn't get in anywhere. I was um, going to mention Nope. Nope is definitely yeah. a big snub for me. I thought at least at least Kiki Palmer could have gotten a nomination. That would have been cool. Uh, maybe, if not, like some sort of effects or cinematography yeah, or no, something. Yeah, no, definitely. Like... And I mean, that's how Academy is with horror films a lot of the times. But I thought this had like so much technical elements going on that could have been applauded even if they weren't going to applaud like specific performances that I thought were good or direction. But I feel like writing, right. I feel like production design, I feel like a lot of stuff could have done. Cinematography, especially the IMAX shots of it were really cool. Yeah. Uh, nope, and then, Yeah, Nope's a big one for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, I'm, I'm looking through my list. Uh, the other, the only other one that I can even think of that had any kind of prestige heat on it that I, that I think could have made it in there is Bones and all, but like, that uh, of the films I saw that I liked, but I I didn't really I didn't I didn't think Bones and All was that great. So it's I'm a weird too... yeah, it's a weird sell for the Academy. I liked it too, and I liked elements of it a lot. But yeah, I, I, it's that kind of weird style of horror that kind of gets. I, I was surprised it didn't even like have that much of a like splash because I would have thought that Timothy Chalamet and Luca Guadagnino. Concept oh yeah would have been very compelling for people but it didn't really and also like uh three thousand years of Londing was a very undersung favorite of mine from last year that yeah. i was expecting like again technical at least but didn't even get that but i also yeah. get it's such a weird sell to for people to come out for and both those movies that we're talking about are films that i felt like i walked away from going like i need to think about this more yeah. this isn't i need to process this and you know, landed more positively on Bones and All, landed more negatively on Three Thousand Years. I really okay. like. I really like the first half of Three Thousand Years is really good. Um, yeah. uh, okay, so as is though, we have all of our nominations, and as of this recording, the Oscars have not aired, and nope. so we do not know the winners yet. But today on our main event, we'll be talking about um, if these Oscar-nominated actors, actresses, and films were video games and video game characters is it a a, a home run we'll find out <laughs> uh but before we get into all that michael hearn 
Yeah. Let's talk games. The Better other, games. the others, the other film. The ever calling of mine. The yes. other films. Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other kind of movies. Games. <laughs> Made sense. Uh, are you? Wait. First of all, I want to know. Speaking of games and films, are you watching The Last of Us? I am. Yeah. Okay. We're caught ca- up. We're caught up. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, we'll all be watching the Oscars, and then I'm sure following it up with the yeah. season finale of The Last of Us. Yeah. How do you think? How do you feel like that's going? I like most of it. It's really good in the sense of like, just as like a narrative craft, it's kind of there. They don't, they didn't have to like shift it too much in craziness from the last of us, the name. And I kind of feel like some of its better episodes have even kind of almost entirely eschewed the whole zombie part. And it's more about the dynamics of the human characters and what they're going through with one another. And the actors are fucking great. Uh, I really like Bella Ramsey and uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. I think some of their like tensions in there and some of the side characters that get to pop up are inventive. Some of it, like I just had, like it's kind of almost too simple sometimes. It's the only note I'll have on some of it is that almost each new character like wraps up in the episode they're in. And I kind of get the point and the plot like pacing of that for what it's trying to do, which is, I think, if I'm assuming where their last episode is going to end up, kind of similar to the game. Yeah, but it is like it's almost like oh, I could have seen this go on a little longer, or I could have seen more dynamics of these characters. Instead, they kind of like wrap up before at the end of each episode they're in, and it's kind of I don't know, uh, missing out on more. I think is the only thing I have for it, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, specifically that last episode, yeah, the penultimate episode. I I think I can point to as like, like that one wasn't my favorite, and it was mainly because of how rushed it felt. Yeah. And there's more stuff I'm thinking about that episode too. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into specifics. I no spoilers or anything, yeah. but like, yeah, there's just plot holes in it and stuff like, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, overall I am liking it. I like that show. Um, I think I like where it's zigging when you think it'll mm-hmm. zag it zigs. And, uh, for people who played the game, there's some rewarding, uh, choices they're making. I think they're like, different when they deviate from the game i'm like really happy and excited yeah even the parts that are clearly like well we're doing the last behind for example but they're inventing it a little bit and making it their own and making it like a concise tv episode with its own arc as opposed to how exactly the game played out i'm like that's cool that's nifty that they figured out that way to do it and again gave it to good actors and made it look good and it's well produced yeah, I'm just I'm down for like it's people keep I think people are saying that we're in a good era of video game adaptations. And I don't know if that's true because I think that Uncharted movie was just a year or two ago, but I do think <laughs> it's like I do think it's like cool that like yeah. the prestige games are getting some degree of like adaptation that's actually pretty successful. And yeah, I don't I I'm positive for it. I'm still down for more causes of like if uh better adaptations can come out of this and this is the new standard. Yeah. But, you know, I'm it, not going to be super sunshiny about it. Like all of them are great now. I mean, the like we also just had like a bunch of Resident Evil stuff True. too, like the show and the movie, and they both kind of sucked or whatever. I, I never watched the show, yeah, but I heard yeah, I didn't either. It's fint. Uh, the animes are supposed to be good, mostly of like. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. I hear, uh, yeah. I haven't even tried Cyberpunk, but I heard that one was at least interesting. But yeah, yeah. there's. I, I'm sure there's good stuff out there, but it still seems pretty mixed. Uh, we'll see how yeah. Mario does. If with, between I'm Mario, Sonic, and and Last of Us, I think it's mm-hmm. like it, it, we might be in a better era of of game yeah. adaptations for sure. Do you? Uh, um, yeah. So. Uh, 
uh, oh, well, last thing on Last of Us, hilariously, we're watching it, and Jackie, my wife, now, Whoa. my wife, um, she, uh, she was like, yeah, the show's weird. It's almost like every episode takes place in a different biome. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's uh, a video game. <laughs> uh, Level two, yeah. Very funny, though, that every episode's like aesthetically. Yeah. Get, you know, it's giving so much variety or whatever. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. Michael Hearn, right. it's been a minute since you've been on the show. I it think, has. I mean, this is your first episode of 2023 and it's March 11th. What have you been it playing? It is. Goddamn. Um, I've been all right. I've been playing here and there. I mostly write right now. I'm in a good zone of writing and not playing too much. And I feel like there's some stuff on the horizon that's going to get me. Obviously, I even want to play that Valheim game is coming to add spots game pass. And I know Mikey Budget Stevens has been singing its praises. Um, yeah, like, I played I played Valheim with him a tiny bit on PC, mm. and uh, it's good. It was fun. I'll be curious. Yeah. Uh, but the only game I've bought and actually played for this year is a port, and it's the uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe game, which oh. was originally for Wii. And I thought it was pretty simple. I thought uh, Kirby like, isn't being the allegations of being a kitty type of game with this one. <laughs> but the side stuff, the, like, mini games is actually pretty fun. I blasted for that before I even beat the main game. And then um, when I beat the main game and unlocked what, what there was, which is less, like, a harder difficulty in this, like, side game, I was a little less inspired by then. But it's not too bad. What it's... is that, the uh, Mangalon? Magalon? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so how does that DLC work? Explain it to me, because I was confused by, like, the yeah marketing so is it a whole different game it's like a dlc yeah basically it's kind of it's not exactly bowser's fury style where it's the same engine or anything but it is kind of like a side quest thing that you unlock after you beat the main game and it's as far as i can tell they're like simple like little platformy challenges that are you're not kirby so you're not floating over everything again and that does add sort of the difficulty element back to it but it is new levels you're playing as this character there's like a combo element to it where you're trying to beat the game practically like in a rush to get as much of a multiplier as you can and that can kind of be fun but it's also i don't know again i haven't gone too deep into it because i'm kind of like pausing on it but yeah right. unless it gets more difficult sooner i'm probably burnt out on it a little bit because i blast nice. through the main game but the main nice. game was good good enough uh right now though i'm playing uh because they again this first time i've been able to talk about the game boy stuff that's been popping up on switch oh yeah you playing that i am playing it i'm touching out some stuff but um i'm playing wario land 3 right now as my like go-to pickup tryout stuff game which all right are you familiar with wario land 3 i, I didn't realize what type of game it was because so, i thought it was so wario land i <laughs> i uh so okay this year, I start I start because I got the analog pocket, so I started nice. playing through the Warrior Land series. I played Ooh. through the first game, and then the second game. I rolled credits on last night, nice. And then I started the third game last night, and mm. uh, yeah, I I I I'm two stages in and don't really know what to make of it yet. <laughs> what what's what is your take on Warrior Land three? Uh, and actually, it's a, it's a weird one, right? It is a weird one, and I'm actually glad I can. You're the guy I can talk to about this because I'm going to make a reference. Probably you and I get, and very little else get. Right. It kind of gives me Space Station Silicon Valley vibes. 
where yeah it, it's like these platforming levels that are designed around achieving a specific goal in each level and there's like hidden goals that you don't understand how to do until you figure out abilities or how these abilities work or get them right and that's exactly what's going on i'm like 30-ish uh collectibles of the 100 that you eventually get and i've unlocked a couple different abilities that change up how you play in the levels and can get through different barriers and even then it still is not too handholdy on where you should go next and try for nets you kind of are encouraged almost to play each level multiple times to figure out different pathways right naturally and it could be tricky and i kind of don't mind that for like a pick up and play thing while i'm like occasionally sitting down and writing or like watching something but like it can be uh, a little tricky i've maybe looked up one or twice like wait what exactly am i supposed to do because you get some of these abilities too by getting attacked by enemies mm-hmm. or you get them from like uh, using enemies in a certain way and then other times it's just you haven't gotten that ability yet it's really weird it's not what i was expecting from a warrior land knowing what little i did which was the virtual boy game namely and like that just that general idea of like well it's like running and it's like a heavier mario and this is more like a puzzle platformer like you know like old school style like donkey Kong 94 or something and this is like but with like weird power-ups it's yeah it's, it's like a metroidvania kind of a yeah. little bit yeah yeah, because you're revisiting it with new abilities. And yeah, it's kind of been uh, weird, but I mean, it's an, it's weird that it's the only Wario and how about that on the uh, Switch? Because that's like not characteristic of what it's doing, but it's not a bad like try through. I'm enjoying it. It's just tricky. Speaking of Castlevania, uh, I saw you were saying you've been back on the Dead Cells train. Oh, daddy, you better believe it, man. I need to get uh, that. Oh, de- okay, so yeah. Um... I guess I'll get into what a little bit about what I've been playing. So, yes. Uh, Dead Cells, the video game. I like the video game Dead Cells, Hearn. Turns out <laughs> Dead Cells is a good video. It's a good ass <laughs> video game. That yeah. game, I don't know. I, I, was it 2018, 2017, 2018? Yeah. And, and it, it, finally... it was like early access, yeah, for a little bit. And then yeah. eventually dropped, I think, 2018. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a great roguelike, very snappy action mm-hmm. and a very cool like Metroidvania roguelite style. Of there's its own there's games. like a a, a f- like a, a frenetic energy to Dead mm-hmm. Cells that I I find that like you can kind of get there with Haiti. Maybe this is all the best roguelikes end up doing yeah. this, and I just haven't stuck with them long enough. But like I never felt like in Splunky, although I didn't play it for as long as Dead Cells, I never felt like as powerful as you feel like in Dead Cells. Like you can get broken runs and broken builds and just yeah. like tear ass through that game. And it's just, I just feel like Splunky never to me, never moved right. Uh, yeah. I never felt like the movement was that good. Yeah. Finding of, of Isaac, you know, similar yeah. thing. Hades, I think is good for an isometric thing, but like mm-hmm. uh, 2d, platforming and action like i i don't think i've played a game that feels better than dead cells dead yeah cells. no yeah. the rush of it is awesome and i even what little 2d road lights i know of like the road latency games i know right. some people are fans of but they feel so floaty and mm-hmm. like flash animation almost whereas this is like no this feels like a snappy like really rush like cool game that you can like rush and feel the like sensation of your speed and attacks in and it's really nifty um, yeah, man. Uh, so they released a Castlevania DLC yeah. for Dead Cells, and um, I'm also a huge Castlevania freak. I love, I love Dracula and all of his friends. <laughs> um, 
the takeaway from Castlevania is Dracula, awesome guy. <laughs> the Dracula's a cool guy, and I love yeah. and his friends are cool. But seriously though, all his his rogues gallery is sort of the characters of the game, like Medusa right. and Death. Like those are like <laughs> recur you know, they're constantly recurring yeah. in that series. And so it's cool to see them rendered in the Dead Cells engine. And uh, you know, just the, the regular villains. Those like those like water serpents like that like mm. shoot like water at you like all those like great Castlevania villains are back in full display. You can get costumes for Maria and Richter and Alucard and Simon. Uh, all my favorites. All my favorite Castlevania friends. Um, yeah. So an another kind of weird thing happened where like I so I went to go like buy the DLC and I realized. The Dead Cells has actually been busy over the last few years that I haven't been playing it. And mm -hmm. they've actually dropped three or four DLCs in that time. Yeah. And so I went ahead and just grabbed them all. And whatever I did, <laughs> when I loaded back into Dead Cells, it was like a different video game. It was like so much new content was there. Yeah. And I is... didn't know what it, what it belonged to. Like, I didn't know which DLC <laughs> things belonged to. So I'm just on a ride right now with that game. Nice. Where it's just like, there's so much new shit constantly being thrown at me. So many new weapons. At one point I was exploring like an, uh, like a, uh, a, a, like a, a, sh a shipwreck, <laughs> like mm. a big ship that had wrecked into the side. Level. Yeah. Which is like, that's like, I think that's a DLC thing. I think it might've been the first DLC. And I mean, I'm a couple DLCs behind too. So I do have this fear of going back to just like, I'm not even going to remember Half you will I mean, <laughs> you will but right. good news Confirmed. you start like as a fresh daisy yeah and that's, that's the whole point you know so they have to build that into the loop so like um yeah the castlevania stuff i will say though is has been really fun and really rewarding and like i really like the stage that they have set up for that um it basically takes you through uh you know that the, the opening of most castlevanias for those who don't know is like you start out in kind of a courtyard you go to a drawbridge that like comes down and then you're sort of in dracula's court for a while and then you enter the castles usually at the second level or whatever uh and they take you through all of that stuff so it's really fun and reminiscent of like rondo of blood or you know symphony of the night or any of those um Alucard's like a big NPC character in it who's helping you through. Um, you find secret shit all over the castle that's just like Symphony of the Night, mm. like the dancing people. I'm sorry, the dancing ghosts room. The weird guy that's like scribing and selling mm. stuff is in it. Like it's just like a, it's just like a really well done DLC with with great all the great Castlevania music that you remember from your youth um nice love it Lo love every Good. second of it uh i also um so I, I i beat that fire emblem game uh fire emblem oh wow yeah it, it was really great uh had a great time with it excited for the dlc to come out uh come out for that at some point this year but i also turned on that kirby game i'm a couple worlds mm. in i haven't beat beat the whole thing yet um yeah you know <sighs> I don't know. I I am so split on Kirby. Like, yeah, I loved Forgotten Land. I think that game is very inspired. I love Planet Robobot on 3DS. I hate 
Kirby 64. <laughs> I hate Kirby's Dreamland 3 on the, oh, the Super, yeah the super nintendo one i played that uh, yeah that one's so weird and floaty and it's yeah. like trying to do the yoshi's island thing which is endearing but then it doesn't do it well which is harmful. i think it's it's just like it's just slowness like yeah. there's just a slowness to some kirby games that i can't get behind and it doesn't feel good to play this game has some of that in there where it feels kind of slow at times but then sometimes it it, it doesn't and i do like the big yeah. powers where you get the big sword and you're like yeah that's a fun dynamic yeah. and yeah, like some fun. of the abilities are cool like i always yeah. have my favorites obviously you go for and then but then like some of the boss fights get samey some of it's still kind of samey and i mean it's it, so easy it is pretty easy. That's the thing too. I I was giving it the chance because I was like, I thought Yoshi's Crafted World, which is a pretty good game, uh, starts off super easy as well. But then you mm-hmm. get further along, and I was playing it co-op with Kelsey, and eventually we had to. I kind of had to take some levels by myself because they got so difficult. And it yeah. was like, that's cool. This game starts you off on like its base route and then ramps up eventually if you want to like master it. I feel like I beat I hundred percent the main game of Kirby and it I'm just sorry to say it just never gets there, but it's still yeah. pretty decent. It's a it's fun It's fun Kirby. to look at. Like yeah. I, I, all of those games are really pretty and like you love being in the world of you know, Kirby's Dreamland or whatever, but like Yeah, man, it's just it it's like every it feels like there's just a, a handful of Kirby games I just love. Like like um like even on the SNES, there's the superstar or yeah, whatever superstar is a classic that uh, one's amazing that yeah. one's like a, a really great high octane action kirby platformer uh so it just, i guess it just depends on who's at the helm of yeah. kirby yeah uh, and i mean this one was for the wii and i don't know how much i'm not gleaning from its time and place but still it still feels yeah. pretty relatively rudimentary and again the best parts of it were kind of like the added on deluxe parts and even then i'd like I, bre- I blasted through one element of it, but not the other. So, yeah. Yeah. I f- I'm still taking. Yeah. Did you ever play uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn? No. I think I got the one that they ported to 3DS where it was mm. called Poochie and Yoshi's Epic Yarn or whatever it's called. But yeah, I got that one. I got Robobot. I got those on my like, should commit time to this and play mm. this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as favorite Kirby's go, I'm usually like the more obvious ones. But then I also am a fan of like Canvas Trust, which is barely a kirby game it's like a kirby concept remarked. right yeah well i like uh epic yarn i think epic yarn mm-hmm. works as a game and that nice. was a, that was a wii game and it was also pretty you know it felt aimed at kids but in that crafted yeah. world style of like it does get difficult as you yeah. go you know like the meta knight fight feels really good mm-hmm. and really epic and like yeah so i don't know it, it, interesting. I think I think I'll probably finish it just because it doesn't seem like it's going to yeah. take very long. No, it's not. And then yeah, you could mainline it, and yeah. the mini game parts are like amusing diversions that I just completionist state with lasted through them. So, but yeah. you don't have to. But man, I really do feel like this year is going to be a bit of the year of the Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced. Like it's I mean, fun that those all those Switch games came out, and everyone's able to now play like these Wario Land threes. Yeah. Uh, I was playing uh uh one one that I was playing um recently was Super Mario Advance Four Super yeah. Mario Bros Three like so so fun such yeah. a weird take on that game it is uh, and it's so cool they included all like the e card levels yeah because like, I don't think I had all of them either I think a couple of them were apparently like Walmart exclusives or something 
it was just some weird thing where I barely was able to do it anyway because I had the e-reader and yeah. just the bonus levels of like you know that's a toy idea bonus Super Mario free levels obviously yeah. Mario Maker eventually became that but like for the time for Game Boy Advance that's pretty nifty yeah that's great um what do you say we get into the news <laughs> Yes. News. Well, we have some new video game releases. Uh, let's see here. Um, we have uh, b- 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 Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse came out. Mm. Uh, have you ever done anything in the Fatal Frame? I played the first two, probably not beat, but like they were nifty ideas for like the PlayStation 2, like the first person horror Pokemon Snap elements. And then I don't know, I never pursued it after that. And mm. I'm not familiar with the Wii U one, which they ported. And I fit, I'm guessing this is more in that sequel spiritual element. But yeah, I've never, I never got too far. It's not like even Silent Hill, I'm kind of still kind of early on. I only played the first two of and... Silent Hill. Yeah. Games. Yeah. I, I just get too scared. Really? Go past two. Yeah, I I don't what, what is this a new I'm not certain because they ported one not oh, too. Oh, this long was ago. a Wii game. Oh, okay. So this is another port or it is yeah. yeah. This is this came out to the Wii in Japan in two thousand eight. Gotcha. And then it Japan just got exclusive. ported. That I I have I got one of the fatal frames that was the one you were talking about, that Wii U one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I started playing it, and I I think I like these games a lot. I think I do, mm. but I I like you know any survival horror. Yeah, it's gonna With be the, great. Some sort of new nifty dynamic to it, always appreciable. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oni, Road to Be the Mightiest Oni. How disappointed I was that this wasn't a sequel to the PS2 Oni. I know, dude. By the way, little (laughs) little little sidebar about Oni. Oni was the first PS2 game that I owned on Mm. my on my PS2, and I I recently hacked a PS2 because I was like, I need, I want to play this game. I got to play this game. I got all the way through it, and it was one of the games on like the short list of like this doesn't work with your hack. Mm. Thing. Oh no! So bummed, man. I couldn't get through Dang. the intro of Oni. Burn. That's uh, a that's a Bungie yeah, title. Early Bungie title, and then like funny, like my funniest uh, trivia about it is that they like to brag that the level design was by an actual architect. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you can kind of tell it's not that good of a level yeah. in terms of pacing or design. It's kind of like it's so architect. big and open. Yes, yeah. exactly. It feels so goofy. Uh, yeah. but it, I remember it not being too bad. It's, you know, generic old school, uh, third person shooter, but in terms of like the anime aesthetic was pretty nifty. Yeah. And like, kind of like maybe even early cell shading or something yeah, on the graphics, uh, monster energy, super cross six came out. Oh, of course. Finally. You know, I've heard these games are actually pretty good. <laughs> I've never really played them, I guess. Yeah. I mean. What it is, I, I forget. It doesn't like. I mean, it's funny that I thought Red Bull had like some sort of like sponsorship thing, but Monster has their own line of video games based on it. So we're just yeah. going them. Um, and that's really kind of it. <laughs> Nothing else really that big. They came knew Oscars were coming. They had to calm it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on on the on the horizon, mm-hmm. we do have a couple of uh, big things that are coming out. Um, this. Uh, this month, 
um, including the Bayonetta Origins game, which looks very yeah, fun. That's, about that. that's something I'm into. And the Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play the demo. I know um, McCaller's holding off on playing the demo and wanting to go in fresh. Yeah, I think uh, I'm doing the same thing. Although sometimes those demos are pretty clever. Like they yeah. they serve as like intros to the game or whatever. Yeah, like something different. Like Resident Evil 8 and the demo was like that too, I remember. Yeah, 7 uh, was like that where you play like the cameraman. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they call it a chainsaw demo. I bet that's like a little different. Gets lets you try out the chainsaw element or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm curious about. It. I'm interested. I actually um, bought the Wii version of Resident Evil Four because it's on sale on eShop now for like three bucks because yeah. they're closing down the eShop sooner rather than later. I never played it with the motion controls. I've only played it officially on GameCube, so I'll be curious how that feels. Um, yeah. I play. I had a man that was so. Resident Evil Four is the first game I pre-ordered, like mm-hmm. as a youth, and I was like sixteen, and I like went to a GameStop and like put ten dollars down, mm-hmm. and then got like the steel. It was like a steel case version of oh, it nice. with the GameStop logo embedded into it, and. uh yeah, and I played the heck out of that GameCube version, but then I only I only ever beat it for the first time on PS4, which was like uh, for that like whatever the HD one. So yeah, up, resed up update. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Great, great game, great game. Can't can't wait to see it. Uh, see it on its feet. That this this yeah. remake. Remade I, I, from I pl- have you played all the remakes, all the RE remakes? Yeah, yeah, I have, and I like them all. I, I even liked the free remake, which I never really remember liking free the old school version back in the day. And I thought this version was pretty snappy, a good action game. Um, but yeah, two remake. I think we've been talking about how that kind of like became the secret best one, just because yeah. it's like all the ideas of Resident Evil polished up, made really well and accessible, but also like has like all the fun new elements and the Misterettes dynamic and yeah, just looks and feels great. Yeah, RE2 remake very very much goaded with the sauce. Yes, as they uh, said. Mario Run gets a new event <laughs> in celebration of upcoming movie. Hmm. I have not played Mario Run since the very first time it came out and only played the first level. Maybe I should look into this. Yeah. I bet it's on Apple Arcade or something. like. Because I remember that was like, uh, you don't have to, it's not like a pay DLC or pay to play, but it is, you have to buy it game. So I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. look into it. I have, I'm not familiar if it's any good, but wonder what the uh, um, Mario movie DLC stuff is, cause, or if it's just a name only. Yeah, I mean, when I was playing Mario Run, I think it was closer to when it first came out, mm. and it there wasn't a lot going on there. Like, I bought yeah. it, but then, like, I ran out of stuff to do very quickly. I think there's probably a lot more there now. Um, Pretty fun. All pretty right. fun way to play Mario on your phone. Mm-hmm. No, I need that I need that boy on my screen. I need him big and bright and red. Yeah, and yeah. Running big and bright at my, and red. Yeah, running at my service. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, we have, oh, the Mario movie, uh, released its final yes. trailer. Excited. What, it uh, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I think it's good. I think whatever needling like jokes we made about it in the start, like we always had this thing of like, but begrudgingly, it looks dope. It looks cool. They well yeah. animated well. And every bit of news kind of just confirms like it's going to be like this 90-ish minute movie that get in, get out. 
no sonnet two style and half of it's in hawaii at a wedding type of junk mm-hmm. and then uh just enjoy like a good enjoyable like animated action movie uh with actually a pretty good cast all considered because like i thought you know we get to see little glimpses of it all but they all work like i like charlie day as luigi jack black as bowser obviously even seth rogan as donkey Kong. i think some people were criticizing but it's like i don't know it works for the vibe that they're going for it's a fun little uh side character and yeah, I'm I'm like the new trailer got to show off more of like the Mario Kart element, which is nifty. It looks cool. Um Yeah. I, I'm only just sad that they only did Mario Kart. They didn't have other stuff, like they don't have hotel Mario references. He doesn't know someone how to type. Yeah, he that's true. Doesn't go yeah. back in time. Well maybe right. he does. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he does that in the end. Maybe that's how the sequel set up um yeah maybe yeah maybe they they the stinger at the end is he just starts teaching someone how to tie (laughs) i i like that yeah no i uh yeah it's yeah great Uh, all looks really good looks really fun i think it's i think hopefully it's gonna be a good time i can't imagine that for as hilarious and as shitty of a person chris pratt (laughs) has proven himself to be i don't see him really ruining the movie like in any actual meaningful way like yeah. i think i think it's gonna be fine like yeah it's like he's done the comedic voiceover acting for like other movies before and he's been serviceable and it's the thing of like mario kind of secretly is the least interesting character of like the mario's games in general mm-hmm. yeah and like everything else around him is going crazy so it's like whatever if the one character that is popping the least is just kind of the ballast for the story anyways it's right. not gonna harm it yeah I think they did a good job otherwise elsewhere. And even then, like, I don't know. He's just, it's action movie star syndrome of like, he just has to go there and do his job and everything else around will fill it in. So I'm down. It's, I'm still, I'm pumped. We got to figure out our movie night with the boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the boys will show up day one for the Mm -hmm. Mario. Um, Paul Phoenix rides into Tekken 8. Are you ready for Paul again, Hearn? I'm not familiar with Paul Phoenix. Uh, Paul Phoenix what? is the guy that typically has the big oh. hair. All right. It's not even just a clever name. That's his life. Uh, <laughs> not, no relation to uh, Phoenix, right, I guess. No. They share a last name, first name. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, this is exciting. I mean, it's we could have guessed Paul was going to be in the game, even <laughs> all of the games, but it's like seeing Ken. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay okay what else what else oh here's a uh what did, i had an article pulled up here let's see oh yeah uh japan's video game rankings from february 27th to march 5th what do you think japan's number one game is of like right sales now uh, yeah. like most selling game Hmm. Yeah, uh, 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 week weekly copies sold. Gotcha. Um, weekly copies sold. I know there's a uh, like a dragon Ishii. Didn't that just come out recently? Maybe that's up there. No, no, mm. not not. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll only do the top five. Okay, okay. Uh, and one know. game's on the top five twice. Okay, but it's for different consoles. Got it. Oh wow. Uh, yep. I don't know something that would be odd if it was Oddworld's Legacy, but um, that's number eight. Okay, I mean that's number not... eight of the top selling. Yeah, games right. I now. don't even know how selling it is here. Honestly, I I assume it's not doing like as well as it could have otherwise. But I'm also like I'm still sure people just ignored it and went for it anyway. 
Um, Ignored what? Hogwarts? Uh, yeah, the Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Uh, yeah, Hog. I mean, it's it's. I I guarantee that game is probably. What do you think? Do you think that game's selling pretty well, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's selling like because there's a whole world of gamers, and not all of them have to be as invested in the politics of it. All so they probably are just buying it completely. It's I that still... IP, baby. Yeah, that really. IP. It's got it, that. It prints money. And it didn't look bad. It's the kind of shameful thing about it is like, uh, it, up until like it eventually came out, it was kind of like potential filled. Um, I don't it know. Ranked uh, high too. That's another thing that ranked. It, it ranked pretty high. Yeah. Meta score wise. Well, the number one selling game in Japan right now is Kirby. Return. Of oh, Dreamland. all right. Yeah. Wow, the deluxe even. Nice. Yep. Number right. two, Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Oh yeah. I mean, again, that's the thing of like I usually think. I guess it might count Game Pass sales or like subscription by like installing it as sales too. I guess. Yeah. I tried a little bit of that. I'm I, I'm not taken by it yet, and it's the thing too of just like starting up a new Souls like, like when I haven't beaten Elden Ring is like shouldn't I just go back to the one I know is like fucking bonkers and great. Yeah. Trying out something new, but yeah. seems all right. No. That's what kept me away from Neo. Neo yeah. was a game that I liked a lot when I was trying it out, but it was like. Well, but I also have Sekiro right here. Yeah. Why would I want to? Yeah. Um, this is very impressive to me. Number three is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It is still the number three selling game in Japan after however long it's been now, five months of it being mm. out. Uh, it's It has sold in Japan 4.9, so 5 million copies to date. Mm. Pretty nuts. Uh that is, I haven't even, uh, I've not kept up on my Pokemon, so yeah, not familiar with how different it's been done, but yeah. Number six is pretty crazy, too. It's Splatoon 3. It's the number six mm. selling game. That has four million copies sold. Pretty impressive. I just got that, too, recently, actually. I haven't gone too deep into it, and it is kind of very Splatoon 2-ish in terms of just, like, not super amazingly different, but yeah. it plays well. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's fun. I get more into it. Uh, finally, last sort of big shocker to me, number nine. So this is like on the charts, like number nine, uh, ninth best selling game for the week of February 27th to March 5th. Mm -hmm. Mario Kart eight deluxe. Wow. Still 10.2 thousand units sold in Japan up to 5.1 million copies sold. Yeah. I mean, that's like you gotta when you're buying a switch, you're getting that with it, obviously. I wonder if the March 10th Mar Mario Day of it all influenced that, like people getting their switch the first time or getting that game on sale helped. Maybe, uh, yeah. But this is only to March 5th. So Oh. Um yeah, then, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, that's super crazy. It is, yeah. That you usually you just think of that game being so started the campaign cycle the life cycle of the game that it's just like, eh. Right. Um, and with that, Double we are bet. going to close up the news. Bye, news. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to celebrate the Oscars video game style. Stay tuned. The only way we know how. That. The only way we know how with video games. Video game references. <laughs> Welcome to the second annual... Academy Awards ceremony where we compare nominees to popular video games. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and I'm here with my co-host today, 
Michael Hearn. Hey, pop quiz, Hearn. Who composed the Oscars theme? Pop quiz, hot shot. I don't know. John Williams would be my guess. Hans Zimmer. I don't know. Greg Holt Hume. Okay. I didn't know that. We're going to go through the best picture nominees, best actor and in a leading role, and best actress in a leading role. Uh, comparing them all and their roles to video games and talking about the movies that they're a part of as we go. Um, I'm sure we'll be giving a lot of uh, inside inside baseball knowledge into also the way movies are made. Uh, we'll also be going through a little bit of, uh, of uh, a bit of a, uh, our, our, our favorites perhaps too and uh, who we hope to win. By the time you're hearing this, you'll know who won. So I guess... Reach out in the comments. Yeah. Let us know how we did. Don't correct us. Yeah, just tell us how we did. Don't yeah, just like, tell us how we did. Don't. Yeah, yeah don't correct us. Um, okay, Hearn. So let's get started here. Uh, yep. First of all, we're gonna do best. Uh, 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 we're gonna start with best actor in a leading role. Mm, um, all right. So uh, I've seen. Let's see here. I was about to say, this is one of the ones that had the surprises that I haven't seen all of them, but I've saw yeah. three of these. I've seen one of these, actually. Oh I have not seen the other ones. So we'll have, so her and this will be, you'll be heavy in this. Right. Okay. You'll Even be heavy still, in helping yeah. us out. So, so the nominees for best actor in a leading role are Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell, the Banshees of, <laughs> the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Paul Mescal, After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Um, yeah, amazing career shift from being the science guy to now being in the uh, yeah. remake of Ikaru by Kurosawa. Is is Living Ikaru? Yeah, it's a, it is. Uh, written by uh, the screenplay that's written by an author called Jet Kazuo Ishiguro, who did all like, the remains of the days. So I'm like, that's an interesting dynamic there. Still oh wow it. yeah that's pretty weird yeah ikaru by the way is an all-timer right it's yeah. got to be in the top 10 films of all time probably yeah kurosawa classic filmmaker very sad film classic very filmmaker classic. he's mates. a classic filmmaker he's a classic filmmaker by name mates classic spy game yeah <laughs> uh so okay well, let's start here at the top austin right. butler elvis. elvis so I didn't see Elvis. Did you see okay. Elvis? Yes, I did. Okay, great. Austin Butler good. in it. Famously, his voice got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> know this about about our our dear boy Austin. Um. Well, so there are a short list of video game characters who are <laughs> singers. Yeah, I suppose we could maybe draw from here. Who Who's the most Elvisy? Ooh. This is trying to be a weird poll, I guess, but I was thinking Parappa the Rapper. Cause oh, yeah. His whole, his whole thing is like spirit of believing. He's got to believe. And he's got to believe. And he's kind of pursuing his goals through the act of music and getting better at music. And for a little bit, that's what Elvis is doing. He's like overcoming some like childhood, like emptiness and trauma by being like this great bluesy singer. Uh, yeah. And sort of climbing the ranks of fame. Yeah. 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 And he okay. Gets wow. Only difference is he gets led miss uh, Elvis gets led astray by a bad person instead of him overcoming Joe Kid or whoever the bad guy of Parappa right. was. 
Right. No. Yeah, Parappa has. A, he's a bit of a episodic tale. Yeah. You know, um, he goes through, he goes through a bunch of different, like seemingly different and disparate stories throughout, almost like episodes of a Nickelodeon Definitely. show. Though I think uh, Elvis, yeah, I like that though. I like Parappa the rapper for for uh for Austin Butler too, because it's like they're also <laughs> young guys. You know, they're both young. True. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, and I'll be writing these down. Why? I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe Reference I'll use it. Writer. Yeah. Video game Oscars. I'm titling the note. Austin Butler. Elvis. Parappa. The rapper. Dang. And we're off right. to a good start. Colin Farrell, Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Now, I this is the one I've seen. Okay. Uh, well, how'd you feel about Banshees? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It's a yeah. funny comedy. It's pretty laid back and chill, and that's pretty much its speed. And yeah, I like Colin Farrell. First nomination he's ever gotten. I've always kind of liked him as an actor. Yeah, he's great. He, he didn't get nominated for Alexander? <laughs> nope. Uh, I think that one was the one he has gone on speeches about like that was the one failure of his career where he was like oh I gotta change up my game and actually like really do stuff and then his career's been high points from there Uh, but I liked him and like I even liked him in stuff like the Batman where he's like a weirdo but this is like cool oh, to yeah. have him and this is him at his like most nice poor performance but still like you can see see some of his like nerve in it it's pretty cool yeah so who's it. a who's a who's a character like who's a video game character that he's giving you know like <laughs> like because he's kind of like a i almost want to give him like luigi like doesn't yeah. he kind of have luigi vibes in this because first of all banshee's is like a two-hander yeah so it's kind of like is. a mario luigi like dark irish or scottish <laughs> tale of of a mario and luigi who are be- becoming breaking up or something but he's also got sort of a timid vibe to him. He's yeah. like a scaredy cat. He's like no. his whole arc is about like courage, getting courage or whatever. Yeah, and he's kind of the like undeserved victim a little bit of circumstance of just like things aren't going his way, and it's not yeah. necessarily be- and it is because of other people's decisions, but it's even then just like I don't know. It makes us feel endeared and sorry for him because he is such a nice fella. I do like the idea of Luigi as a comparison to <laughs> yeah. Luigi. And he has his own ghost in a sense of like what he's trying to overcome as opposed oh, to like, yeah, Luigi. there is a ghost element, I guess, yeah. you know, and then Siobhan is Peach. Peach. Yeah, there you go. And then little uh, Toad is a uh, Barry Keoghan. Keoghan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, did he did he get nominated for supporting? He, he did. OK, because very good. Well, deserved. Downside is I don't think he's got a shot against some of the heavier. He's also going against his own fellow co-star, yeah, Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Gleason. Gleason. Yeah, who? I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think? If it was just between the two Banshees stars, who do you think deserves the Oscar for best supporting role? Because, and here's how I, I guess I'd frame it: Barry mm. definitely has that scene. He's yeah. got the one iconic scene everyone's been sharing from the film, but Brendan Gleason has the movie. I mean, yeah, he's, he's yeah. He's got more consistent freelance. I do like, uh, if I had to choose, I do like Gleason's performance in this specifically. And yeah. Kevin's done like a good actor too. And I liked some of his performances a lot. And he is good in this one, but I think it is a simpler note. Whereas I think Gleason gets to go places in his role, gets to have yeah. different dynamics. And yeah, like just kind of that undeserved, like 
righteous anger that he has at times is a really cool bit whereas i think he just kind of gets to be meeker right i don't know it's kind of a tough thing because like that's what the story calls for a character has to be this grass and this other character has to be smaller yeah, yeah uh but yeah just in terms of like performance of it yeah i'll give it to gleason all right so what do we think luigi for feral i'm down with luigi yeah all right all right perfect Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Now, I didn't see this mm-hmm. film, but it's kind of an, an inescapable thing, The Whale. Yeah. The Whale was a very viral thing. People had mm-hmm. their feelings about The Whale. I heard the movie was good from some people. I heard the movie was bad from some people. Have you seen it? I have not. This is one of the two that I haven't watched. And again, I this wasn't the one that was unexpected of it appearing. That would be Bill Nye. But um, I, you know, I just heard the whole Fraser, uh, the Fraser uh resurgence the fraser sons yeah the fraser sons uh, that was going on which is like well deserved really happy for him it is weird that it kind of has to be this like kind of not gimmicky but like it's that the character almost precedes whoever who's playing it to the degree that it's like kind of rough um but i'm i do want to check it out i kind of assume he's going to win it just because of the fairy tale story of it all mm-hmm. coming to his victory back in the scene but yeah, it was a tough sell for me, so I just kind of kept dragging my feet until eventually, it, you know, it became harder and harder to see it. So uh-huh. didn't watch it. What little I can tell of the character he plays in the whale is, yeah, obviously, aside from the elements of just like the heaviness of him and the being where he is, it's also just like this kind of meat character hiding in the shadows, like not wanting to peer out or pray out and scared and fearful yeah. of like other people and distrusting. He's like, like an asshole too, I think, yeah. right? Like his part of the, the idea of his character With is he like abandoned his daughter and yeah. he's like kind of a prickly weirdo. But then also in the trailer, you uh, the only thing I know from him is him just being like, people are amazing. <laughs> really um, not the asshole thing to say. How do we not give it to Kirby? I, I could see that. I was about to say, what's... <laughs> Let's avoid the fat joke, but you know what? Actually, Kirby works just- How do you avoid it? It's called the whale. I know that. I know that too, but I'm also, (laughs) I'm defending you here and saying that Kirby, I don't think of him as ever fat. No, no. Kirby's obviously round by nature, but it's not like a weight thing. And it is about like- It's about inhaling lots of food. (laughs) And and spitting out things to hurt them like he does with the daughter. Uh, But yeah. Who, who, what's a good alt to, to Kirby? Ooh. I don't know. I do like the Kirby element. Uh, Kirby also, I, like, Brendan Fraser's kind of cute. Yeah, Kirby's cute. cute. Endearing. You want him to be around. Uh-huh. You kind of you kind of have, like, his projects that you obviously hate and suck, and it kind of is a shame what happened. But then it's also, like, when he, <laughs> when he hits right, he hits right. So I'm happy to yeah. have Kirby in my life. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think Kirby, if, he, if you think of a good old, throw it out. But I think I Kirby's, Kirby's pretty, because otherwise it's, like, we're really doing a stretch yeah you don't want to go down that road let's just stick with the, <laughs> the well-meaning kirby reference yeah yeah there's a villain from metal gear solid 2 <laughs> who might okay uh say no more pal mezcal after sun didn't see this did you see it i did see this what do you think of after sun after sun wasn't one of my favorites and i think it's the speed of indie film that can kind of work for me sometimes but also can kind of just leave me uh cold and I was more on the latter. There's elements about it that are very good. It's very observational. And Paul Mescal and the daughter, whose name I'm blanking on, who, the, mm-hmm. terror, the actress, are both pretty good. But it's also very muted dramatically. So it's not like there's ever a moment where like Paul Mescal is like, blah, I'm 
acting here. He's like he's kind of yeah. just like this sad, sad dad who's like trying to give his daughter a very nice, like a simple, nice holiday. Mm. And he's kind of just off to the side, like not interfering with like her coming of age a little bit, and then also, you know, missing out on possible important moments in her life as a result of that. Um, it's pretty it's a well-balanced performance from him. I don't know if I would have put it on my favorites of the year, but I don't, you know, have a problem with it. And it, yeah, it's almost so muted, silent protagonist, almost a character that it's kind of tough to think. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here we go, of... Hearn. <laughs> give it. Let, let's give it to us. Who's your? Who would you put put here? Hmm. I mean, it's a weird poll because again, very different worlds. But I'm kind of like, I think I'm going to go with Chrono from Chrono Trader. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, After Sun is like uh I guess what does it does After Sun deal with time at all? It does actually. Um right. there's a lot of flash forwards to the daughter in her adulthood looking back on this vacation Perfect. and reframing it from her perspective, reframing it from his perspective, seeing what has changed. And I could yeah. kind of see that element of like Chrono is kind of like the ballast of getting all these characters to these different worlds out of it and into it and saving the day back home. And there is a reclamation of home that has to deal with after sun. I would, I don't want to spoil it, but it's not as uplifting. I'll just go with that. But sure. it is, uh, you know, it's a very timely movie in that sense too. So it's like, it's like if it's like if you get one of the wor- b- bad endings in Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Great, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's worth checking out because I mean, it's not a. I saw it in theaters. It's not a theater-specific movie. In fact, one guy fell asleep during my show, <laughs> and, and that was a little distracting for a second until was he was snoring. Up. Yeah, a little. It was a little. Oh, that's it's one of those great. one of those type of indie films where it's like people came out for it, but I also think a lot of older people are just like, "Well, this doesn't look like a dramatic movie. That's going to upset right. me. I'm going to enjoy this." Uh, Bill Nye living. Yeah. We're finally mm. here. So, older gentleman at the end yeah. of his life. Hearn, do we think old man Sifu for this? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't mind that. Uh, did you see this? You didn't see it. I did not. This is, again, one of yeah. the other ones. I d- didn't get any other nomination either, so I was just, like, not expecting much, but he snuck in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the idea of old man Sifu because it's, like, <laughs> definitely a guy who went through stuff and has tales and technically is stronger in a sense of it, but it's also, like, this weak resilience and knowing he's just one more bad run off of this earth and he's done. Yep. So. And that, and that, yeah. So, okay, perfect. We got our, our uh, nominees for best actor. Of course, it's Parappa the rapper uh-huh. for Austin Butler and Elvis Luigi for Colin Farrell and the Banshees <laughs> of Inishirin, Kirby for Brendan Fraser and the whale <laughs> chrono for Paul Mescal and after son and old man Sifu for Bill <laughs> Nye and living. Uh, I'm, I'm a, happy with that. Yeah, just as a guess, who do you think, who would you want to win both uh, real best actor in of these fictional characters? Who would be the best actor? <laughs> okay, who's my favorite of the characters? Interesting. Okay, I think my favorite of all the characters we've named is Parappa the Rapper. Okay. I think that's for me too. But I think... I think the underdog that, story. And then who do I want to win in real life? Mm-hmm. I guess I think I want Brendan Fraser to win. I know. It's the thing of like, I, I want guess. that for him. 
if I had to pick my actual favorite performance, I would say Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell. For five. Yeah. Which again, I've only seen the three, but uh, yeah, yeah I haven't like, seen the whale. So and I haven't seen the whale. So yeah. maybe I'm coming at it that yeah. from a bad space. But, I feel like we're on the same page here. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and who knows it happened this time folks, but it could not happen in the next event. Hearn and I could go to blows at any uh, moment over who should be what and, and when, uh, and when and how and when and how. Okay. Uh, best actress in a leading role. We have Kate Blanchett in tar mm-hmm. on a day. Armas in blonde, Andrea Riseborough into Leslie, Michelle Williams, the Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, some of these are going to be harder than others to pick. <laughs> um, so, uh, Hearn, have you seen all these movies? I've not seen two. Leslie is the only one of these I haven't seen because again, that was another surprise nomination to everyone this time. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, circumstances are at are interesting, but I don't know. I I can I like Andrea Riseborough as an actress. She's been in good. She's in good other stuff and is good in them. But I have not seen this specific mode. I don't think it was very uh, circulated for a while. And yeah. even now it's kind of only there because it got the nomination. But I saw everything else, and um, I like all these performances. I think Blonde isn't a film I like that much, but I liked Ana de Armas a lot in it. I'm sure she's great. I, I, yeah. I've I only seen two of these. I've seen okay. The Fablemans, and I've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, I, I'm going to try and watch Tar, bef- like, tonight, hopefully, yeah. before the Oscars, because that's... That's one of those films that I just know is going to be right up my alley. It's it's <laughs> it's got it's got like, you know, there will be blood energy to it. I yeah. love like a just a gri- a big gripping performance. Kate Blanchett is like one of my all time favorites. I also yeah, love the director. Um, Todd Fields. Todd Fields is great. Uh, so I think I've only been dragging my feet on that movie because it's just so. It's almost like there's no mystery to if I'm going to like it or not. Um, gotcha. You're like, it's a given. It's a given. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then Blonde, I also do want to, I do want to see Blonde. That one's a little more, de- oddly, I mean, it's more demanding of a watch uh, yeah. because it goes a lot more aggressively. I think Tar even is funnier and has more of a variety of tone than you might expect. Sure. It, it's not bonkers, but it is like, oh, that's cool that they could use the story to do this occasionally. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Blonde, you're almost, again, it's Dower. so much of it. Yeah, it's very dour, very yeah. given where the tone's going to be throughout. But it's not bad. It's yeah. not that bad anyway. Um, to Leslie, I, I, I mean, I, I want to see all these for sure. But uh, let's see here. So Kate Blanchett in Tar. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, <laughs> character does this remind you of? I'm, I, I mean, I, I can kind of surmise the megalomania of it from like the trailers and stuff, but. What do you? What, what did she remind you? Of? I kind of have a parallel. Um, okay. Bayonetta from Bayonetta oh, is kind okay. of a very. I was just thinking too, like boss bitchy type of character, but also it's like I don't know. You could see Bayonetta as a villain in some sense to what she's doing yes. and what she's wrecking around and treating her assistant terribly yes, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that Bayonetta. Yeah, I very like that. Special forward. I bet Kate they're Blanchett both British. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kate Blanchett to play a kick-ass Bayonetta. Uh, she's not going to though, because she's in that uh, Borderlands thing. Um, oh, that's but, right! Wow. Yeah. Which yeah. how did they get I, her to sign on to that? That's I so don't know. Yeah. I know it was going to be Eli Roth originally, so maybe there was a more interesting sale, but I think they're reshooting it. 
I don't know. Again, we, we were just talking about, is it really the golden age of video game adaptations? And now we're doing a Borderlands movie and yeah. who knows, but I like Kate Blanchett. I hope she uh, made good choices and I wouldn't mind her winning, but I, you know, I have a secret preference of who would win this year. Perfect. Okay. But, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there at the end, yes. but uh, I like Bayonetta. Let's keep that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ana de Armas, blonde. So she plays mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe in this yes. film. So we, even if we haven't seen it, we can kind of pitch just based on knowing that. But it's a tragic performance. So it's it like, is. It, it's and very I'm, rough. I'm sure it, is there's a death. She dies. She does die in real life. So yeah, maybe she dies end, in, the, in the film. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, it eyes it and she doesn't. Oh, like, great. So too, ba- too bad. At the end. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see here. I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who tragically has to die in a game maybe hmm. is a good Aerith <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad one actually uh should, specifically the, though it should be maybe a person who is blonde yeah and it's like this giving character who's kind of being used like she's literally a healer kind of in sense and oh, she's just yeah. like committing to a craft but then it is the thing of like but the big baddie in this case just the patriarchy in Hollywood mm. uh T- tears her apart despite like their love like for i don't know it's i kind of like the idea of like the most obviously tragic female character in video games being yeah. uh marilyn monroe and, yeah marilyn monroe and then as a good as an analog to Aerith or whatever all right yeah. let's do Aerith. yeah Aerith works for me in blonde oh poor <laughs> poor marilyn monroe yeah. uh speaking of tragic performances andrea riseborough to leslie i understand this to be a very tragic performance this is yeah. about a woman who like wins the uh she wins lottery, lottery and then like just her whole life gets destroyed after that. Which more accurate to what actually happens when you win the lottery, from what I can tell. Yeah, uh, life but... ruiners. But uh, Mark Marin's in this um, mm. as a as a as his, her partner, I believe. Um, yeah, we don't know much about this, but who's yeah. who's somebody who wins a lot of money? Wins a lot of money, <laughs> possibly for bad. Hmm. I mean, would it be like a Wario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's probably fair. Andrea Riseborough. I mean, she could play a Wario. Wario. I can see yeah. that. Uh, she could play a, a, a Wario with depth. Yeah, that's true. Just yeah. When she says, it's a me. Uh, I'm going to win. It's a me, uh, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so okay, we'll keep that Wario for Andrea Riseborough, uh, <laughs> Michelle Williams, no the offense. Fablemans, uh, mm. bit of a bit of a nutcase. <laughs> yeah, nutcase. Too reductive, her nutcase. Nut- yeah, I don't think history is going to look kindly on that reduction. But, uh, <laughs> she's an emotional lady. She has she has she's in situations that she's kind of sacrificing for and never gets back to her until she stands up for herself. She uh, is a bit of a dreamer, uh, you yeah. know, uh, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, repressed, maybe. Mm-hmm. She does yeah. at one point think she, yeah, I mean, she's talking to ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, who, uh, but also a bit, a bit, a bit of a tragic yeah. character, too. Um, what do we, what do we think? Uh, 
What do we think? I mean, this because I know I, I know Fablemans is your favorite from last year. Yeah, so what do movie. you have a uh, do you have a Michelle Williams? This is tricky because and I feel I'm just keeping going to that to like the JRPG or Japanese well because I feel like maybe those have like more dynamic female characters sometimes and it took a while to catch mm. up. I I mean I don't want to just do another Final Fantasy or swearing it's but I kind of thinking like Yuna or someone like the idea. Oh was, yeah. Yuna does of, that dance too. Yeah, for, that's for true. Like the Michelle Aeons Williams dances. And, yeah, Michelle Williams <laughs> dance. Yeah, I like that. Yuna, Yuna could be good for 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 her. Maybe if we think of someone else, we can throw it yeah. in there. But I think right for right now, that's a good placeholder. This one should be the easiest. Michelle yeah. Yo for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, she literally is like an action star protagonist, yes. and uh, I guess what's the best beat em up we can think of where. I mean, who's uh, in Streets of Rage? <laughs> who's the? That's true. Yeah. Or oh, like uh, hmm. I know it's I, kind of like you don't want to be too obvious and gross and like Chun Li or something. I was thinking of Chun Li, but then I was like, maybe not. Yeah. Because also, it's not even that style of action that it's she's not doing. The same. Some, yeah, that's yeah. more. It's like the wire. Ooh. wire work type stuff all right too. if you think about it canonically about the idea of the metroid kind of being a surrogate daughter maybe you could say she's oh, a son of a i like it yeah. and she's kind of like she bristles against male characters and some of the stuff including that um well fusion and but and there's in, action elements in both i mean yeah yeah i think we were all picturing a more like yeah. martial arts Kung Fu, but- uh but I think uh, I like that this is a little bit of a wild, um, a, a, a more of a left brain kind of choice. I like that, Samus. Okay, cool. So for Best Actress in a Leading Role, we have Bayonetta as Kate Blanchett as Tar, Aerith as Ana de Armas as Marilyn Monroe and Blonde, uh, Wario as Andrea Riseborough <laughs> and Two Leslie, Yuna as Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh. I'm sorry, as and Samus as Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere all at once. All right, Daddy Hearn, let's <laughs> let's go through. What do we think is gonna win? What do we want to win? Uh, I I I think Michelle Yeoh is going to yeah, win. Michelle, I think should and deserves to win. It's I've watched that film a couple times now, and I think I keep getting into how like emotional she's able to be even during action and fight scenes. And that's a really nifty trick to pull off. Obviously just being a fan of hers from like generations of like, again, crouching tiger. I just saw again in theaters. It's like awesome that she can be this like vulnerable, badass, powerful character. Um, Right. And, you know, I like all the other actresses to the degrees I've seen them in. Kate Blanchett and Michelle Williams are great actresses, like some of my all-time favorites performances. But I think this is just like this is the Michelle Yeoh performance, and it would be very cool for her to win it. Yeah, and um, I just, I guess, I just echo all that. I just echo it. I, I agree. That's 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 where I'm at too. I think she's going to win, and I do want her to win. Yes, Kate Blanchett is hard to root for because she's won, I think, twice yeah. maybe already. Uh, even though she's great, um, and. You know, and a day are I'm because because then I'm looking at like the other. There's like you kind of want you you, you kind of you want a woman of color to take it. That would be yeah. like epic. And Ana de Armas uh, is a really good yeah, actress, she's and I like great. I'm hoping her career like it's kind of the same full thing that right now she's like in action star mode, and I don't. Right. I'm hoping she'll break out of that and keep doing really good roles like you know that demand more of her like this. But yeah, it's kind of a tricky 
very victimized role here and it kind of is like I don't know. I would the like movie to see just got more. ripped apart too. Yeah, by, it was by a people. tough sell. People hated um, that it. I think deviated from historical, it, it deviated into historical fiction, and then it also was just, I think, just so overtly it's sexual. People yeah. didn't weren't into it. Um, uh, but what what action movies is she in? You well, said she's. she's- I mean, right now she's upcoming. She's trying to do a John Witt spinoff. She's oh, in cool. Apple and Netflix like action movies that kind of like nice. just whatever. Yeah, and then she's, she's, a, she's a powerful performer. Yeah. So that's... I liked her. She did that movie with Ben Affleck called Dark Waters or something where it's like they're a married couple who are like playing games with each other. Oh, and it's not that great a movie, but she's like really devious in it and she's really cool. Nice. I like that speed of her. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I can see her going well. She was also in that Bond movie. So, I mean, like, yeah, I think she's got the skills to be a cool action star, but I also am hopeful she'll get to, like, show a range again like this. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah. Best picture. We This is the most nominations, uh, yeah. I think, of almost anything. Ten. We have uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. Avatar The Way of the Water, The Banshees of Ed Sheeran, yep. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Flobblemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of these. You've seen all of them? Okay. Yes. Let's see. Almost what have I seen? I've seen all in theaters too. I've seen cool. Avatar, Banshees, Everything mm-hmm. Everywhere, Fablemans, Triangle of Sadness. Okay. I have not seen All Quiet, Elvis, Tar, Top Gun. Women talking, not seen those. Um. All right. Well, this is a big list. I think <laughs> we're some of these are going to be easier than others. Specifically, all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, what do you think, Kern? You've seen it. I haven't, but this is a war World War Two yeah, movie. Are I, we just I, doing Call of Duty? Basically, for it? Yeah. it kind of. <laughs> just to say, off like if you were curious, it's my least favorite of these okay. ten. And I think because it's so rudimentary, a war movie, yeah, with like barely the hint of like the idea of like flipping it on its head, that it really doesn't do anything else with it. And I'm kind of just there to be like, yeah, sort of like how Call of Duty just was like, fuck it, a World War II one, why not? Yeah, we're just World War II <laughs> now. Yeah, okay, great. I love this. Um, it's also the one I would say that I'm least interested in by a lot. Like, I think I, I, I'm of the ones I haven't seen. I group them all together, and then this one's like at the bottom yeah i don't think there's any surprises in it that would like elevate it beyond War movies are are hard for they me they can though. be good it, yeah, yeah I, I didn't mind that 1917 one which was like at I least like had, yeah some craftiness behind it i think this one is too a little generic in its drama so sure uh avatar the way of the water yeah. uh i was gonna go super mario sunshine for this what do you think interesting because it's all water based <laughs> yeah i don't mind that i there's, yeah yeah the new world, like I think a big thing about in Avatar 2 is they have that whole beat where they have to go away from the land they know, the like mm. floating mountains and the jungle to water. And yeah. I think that's very apropos of Super Mario Sunshine. He's like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't just climb like yeah. ladders and scoot yeah. around? I have to be in the water all the damn time. Yeah. And I, and, and I kind of hate it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that works. It's either that or something like What's that underwater game? Subnautica or whatever? Yeah, like, one of those. Subnautica. Uh, 
Yeah, Echo the Dolphin. Echo the uh, Dolphin. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a Devin. I don't want to do right. that. <laughs> uh, Banshees of of Any Sheeran. Um, this mm. one's such because it's such a it's a quirky, yeah. funny relationship. It's so theatrical. Yeah. Um, what's what would be a game analog to it? Uh, Something where someone loses a hand, maybe. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Like I keep thinking because it's so dialogue based too. It should be something like that, like a Phoenix Wright or a uh, dating Ooh. sim or something where it's just oh, like yeah. you can choose the wrong paths with your arguments and that makes them lose their finger or yeah. be what's less a, of a friend to you. What's a game with like a lot of choice? Uh I mean freaking uh what's the game? Why am I blanking on it? It's such a big name of a game, the at point and click game where there's not even combat and it's king's uh, quest no. no recent release one it's like oh. on everything switch and stuff the oh it has a weird name uh i feel dumb i, I know too. this I game and i beat it and i just totally blanking on it uh with the detective guy and he's fat and he's a mess he's a uh, mess oh disco elysium disco elysium there it is yeah all right, I like that. Disco Cause, Elysium. Because, again, there is, like, this... I guess he's more, like, not as... Because it's funny, because the character of uh, that Colin Farrell plays is so nice, and that Disco Elysium's lead is such a jerk in that different situation. Salty, yeah. salty man. But it's still kind of the thing of, like, repairing relationships and relationships. Right. You, have you played much of that game? I, the opening bits yeah. of it like uh really fun murder mystery type yeah. of moment yeah there's yeah. kind of a specter of death in there i don't know i'm down for that yeah. cause okay cool i love it uh i say with elvis we just do parappa, just parappa. parappa yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty given yeah let's just do the whole parappa verse where it's parappa one and two <laughs> and then i'm um, jammer lammy yeah I mean, other than that, it would be like something like a GTA, I think, because it's like yeah, climbing up. You're you're gr- r- rising the ranks of something. True. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, mm. I almost want to say, like, have you played that um, Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus game or whatever, the newest one? Oh, the very newest one. No, I know what you're talking about, though. And at the very least, yeah, I get like where Ratchet and Clank games can come from with that because I play like all the previous ones, like the track in time with Hedge yeah. Time Travel. This looked like it had some sort of like alternate parallel universes. Or you were able worlds. to snap into different universes, like, like through portals really quick. So that's why I. thinking that but i don't know do you have a good one for this that's nifty i mean again it's the thing of like don't you want to give it to a kung fu game because there's so much yeah but it is like yeah it's just seafood all over again uh but it is that like element of like well that's only one part of the equation there's the family elements there's the different universes there's the it's boring and gain different abilities thing Mm -hmm. um prey comes to mind a little bit in terms of like you can change up your abilities Yeah. It's pretty fun. I like that's like a really great one of my favorite games in the sense that's yeah. like a Deus Ex FPS, but you can change your abilities so much on any given moment because there's so much going on. And I'm talking about right. like because I know there's a couple different praise. I'm talking about the latest one. Sure. Uh, but Cur- Kirby it, also works for this too. Kirby, of course. In terms of like turning into the thing, <laughs> uh, different abilities. Yeah. Ooh. Um, what do we like best? I mean, I'm cool with Prey. I've just never played it. I've never played it. I don't actually want, yeah, let's not do the prey because that's, I don't know. I feel like that's still so sci fi and different. It's not that fully on what it's about. Um, 
I don't know. I I haven't played Rift Apart, but I feel like that idea like fits Rift to Apart. it. I might just also it has seems like it has more of like a familiar like a uh, cast connection of characters, whereas right. I feel like I'm afraid of someone like Kirby where it's just so solo doesn't yeah. reflect it. Uh, the Fablemans yeah. is a relationship drama about Steven Spielberg yeah. <laughs> and him wanting to become somebody who makes the movies good. Mm-hmm. Um, what is uh, a, a game like this? Microsoft 3D Movie Maker. I love it. Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft 3D movie i mean honestly there's so many sequences of this of him making yeah movies in sort of a a a stripped down way so like it's all about the analog elements of filming and editing and right even the special effects he comes up with one moment is literally like pin pushing through a film to do it and it's like that's nifty it's very nifty uh tar tar back to tar a lot of these movies are you know like uh films that where they're about one person you know yeah or some of these are um what do you think monster hunter <laughs> <laughs> i mean just given the concept yeah the concept of it it's funny too because like there is like a solitary fighting your demons element to that i think that it is the most fitting of just like lydia would hate it the most so it's probably the most right <laughs> uh i it's funny that you haven't seen the film but you know the reference there's a uh, there is a monster hunter reference yes. in it, right yeah yeah uh but yeah no i'm down with that just because it's silly i haven't even seen the monster hunter movie with mila jovovich me neither but and i'm sure this is better than that yeah top gun maverick uh seems like it could be easy yeah right like ace combat is that what they, we're doing or? they literally ace combat 7 literally has a dlc with the top gun maverick oh wow planes wow. okay so i think they just do it. funny thing too is that from what little i played of the ace combat games they are very anime in a sense of like emotional it's character based these are characters that are going for something and then all the oh, levels really are just... so they're not like sim games i thought they no. were more simulation games oh nope. cool so they're like more arcade action exactly it's more like crew lined with a story and all the missions have a point to it and then yeah it's i think there's some of them get more emotional than others like i've heard the ps1 ones are very like japanese original like cool dramas Whereas, you know, they're probably branching out a little more nowadays to like the US, but it still has that element. And I think that's accurate too to what Top Gun Maverick does, which is very the ghost of the past. We're dealing with yeah. our friends. We're here for each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. It's it's a, such a given to the fact that they even connected in real life. But that, what else are we going to give it to? Freaking, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Galaga. Yeah, uh, Galaga. Triangle of Sadness. Um, this one's... I, I had kind of loaded up Don't Starve. Ah, I like uh, that. For that, but like uh but that's only one element of this movie. This I was movie about to say has three phases. Exactly. Yeah. This is like dance central or something where you're supposed to show yeah. off your right moves in the first third. Then it gets yeah. in the last third to don't starve. In the middle is the boat part, which was my favorite part of the movie. But Very, what, yeah, what's the what's a good boat thing? I know it's tricky because again, you, yeah, not subnautic or anything uh what's that one with the person who's uh i'm blanking on games for like no reason for some reason Uh, but it was a big favorite of um some people's the indie game where you play as the person with a star for a hat on the boat and you're just sailing around getting 
the last. Oh wishes. yeah, Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer. Yeah. So we think a... we think DDR, Spiritfarer, <laughs> and then Don't Starve. Yeah, there's there's three games. Just the idea of like, it's obviously you know they're inside and they're being scatological and dressed out, and it's about how much of a failure they're all. But it's there that thing of like the last meal is representative of like what you're doing for them. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, and then finally, last but not least, women talking. Um, this is mm. a PG thirteen movie, by the way. I was really shocked to kind of makes sense. I watched I, it. And, yeah, maybe there's yeah. nothing R rated in it. No, but, but there it, it seems so heavy. Yeah, there are illusions and discussions about what eventually happens, but I don't think they straight out call it like what it is, and I don't think they they definitely don't show anything. Um, yeah. but it's obviously um, serious yeah. stuff. Yeah. What do we think for women mm-hmm. talking? I know the subject matter is also seems pretty dour in this it's pretty um, yeah and it's pretty simple and straightforward theatrical um very much just about literally what the title is women in a room talking about it Mm -hmm. hmm i mean sort of tricky thing of video games sometimes is not a lot of female characters yeah women talking is not a thing video games prioritizes yeah exactly and then when they do like for spoken people complain no i don't know (laughs) (laughs) sure women talking uh i don't know the debate element i mean again it's because they're all there talking about where they should leave or stay mm-hmm. uh and the debate element of that outweighing the pros and cons i mean i don't want to just keep going to this uh phoenix phoenix right, right. but kind of just there if like you're trying to make a case for something and yeah, yeah proof and putting against it but is there a female version like is phoenix i never right play- yeah. yeah, I never played any of those spinoffs, so is there Me like... Because hmm. I want to give it to someone like that, but I again, I don't know the series that well. Female attorney? Oh, yeah. No. Um, yeah, just, what, like, what What games even have, like, strong female protagonists? Like... And especially ones that are, like, yeah, trying to be, like, argument, like, in an argumentative way instead of just, like, Bayonetta kicking ass all over the place. Right, yeah, it's not like a violent thing, but it's more about relationship building. I mean, The Sims could be this. I don't love it. I haven't played the... I was also playing Layden's Mystery Journey, the one where you're a detective. They have a female character in right. there as well. Right, uh, I have that. Uh, Catrial. Yeah, I don't know that one that well, though. And that's just a, I don't know, that's the best uh, video. Uh, it seems like a but... terrible game, too. <laughs> that has to be good, but... I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, Animal Crossing, is that? Are we getting closer? I guess like, I was about to say, I don't mind that. Yeah, uh, hanging out, being confined in a single town and whether or not you want to stay or not. Kind of right, yeah. Okay, Animal, we'll do Animal Crossing yeah. for now. Okay, Just great. With a hint that in this version of Animal Crossing, Tom Nook is like an evil. Tom Nook, well, and he's evil in regular Animal Crossing that's to some true. extent. He's so. a landlord, so well, yeah. that's no good. All right, so we have Call of Duty <laughs> as All Quiet on the Western Front. Super Mario Sunshine is Avatar Way of the Water. Disco Elysium is the Banshees of Inishirin. Parappa the Rapper is Elvis. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Microsoft 3D Movie Maker as the yeah. Fablemans. Monster Hunter, Tar, Ace Combat 7, Top Gun Maverick. DDR, Spirit Fair, and Don't Starve as Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> and Animal Crossing as Women Talking. Uh, Hearn, let's give it, let's uh, give it up here on the show. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? 
I mean, again, Fableman's is probably my favorite, but for expected win and probably like really cool for it to win would be everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I, as fun as it is that Avatar and Top Gun got on there, I don't actually want to see them win, but I wouldn't hate it. And then I think from then on, it's kind of just different levels of, uh, I see it, like Tar, I could see, Triangle Sinus, I could see, but wouldn't really be happy if any of the others, which are mainly just women talking, all quiet and tar and El- or not tar and Elvis. And Elvis, yeah, yeah. Banshees is good too, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm expecting and hopeful for everything. This everywhere. is a good list of films. I think. yes, me thinks it's a good list. Um, yeah. I I don't. <sighs> Avatar: Way of the Water represents something on this list. I'm never going to like on these lists, which is like water. Yeah. Yeah, water. Um, no, it's just like it's not a good movie. It it just Man. has all of this like beautiful. It's it's representative of the capitalism version. Technical of this. spectacle. The technical spectacle. It made the most money. Um, and I don't mean it's not a good movie. I loved going to see Avatar: Way of the Water. I I, I guess I just mean like it's not. We can't we can't pretend that these scripts are the same. Like looking at the Avatar script up against something like women talking is makes me crack yeah, up. It, it's so like the whole superhero argument of why it does they don't win often is like, well, they made a billion dollars at the bots office. What more do you want? You have everyone talks about you when you come out. How about yeah. we when it times to celebrate what film can do and what it is? Let's talk right. about the films that like can do more and mean more. Yeah, I get that. And that's Yeah, there should be some sort of it means something. Yeah. to element to it. You know, Dosters, superhero movies yeah. and and Avatar, it, it, you know, their message is often just like believe in yourself and you can succeed as opposed to something that's very complicated yeah. like I don't know, the Fablemans or Tar or Yeah. you know, um so so that one's out for me. All Quiet on the Western Front, didn't see it, don't know. Banshees Elvis Banshees would be cool. I mean, I, I'm so what I want, what I think is going to win is everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that'll win best picture. And I'm happy with that. That was my, that was my, my my number four for the year. So it's still top five. Like I'm, I'm into that. Uh, triangles, my number two triangle would be the film that I think is actually the best film on this list. In, in Mm. my opinion, for my taste, triangle is the best film on the list it's also my but i haven't seen tar women talking top gun i know people love top gun um yeah fableman's is up there though too fableman's i think is i think is my number five of the year it's odd right now to think of spielberg as underrated but this happened with west side story last year too which i thought was a blast and i thought was really technically amazing and it didn't win much or if anything and it kind of was like almost the low down entry of the Oscars. Like people are like, ah, this doesn't win much. Why is it even here? It's like, that's yeah. usually Re- people are excited about Spielberg films. Right. Remakes are tough too. When he, yeah. did, you know, or I think, I think the remake of it made it kind of hard, even though Fair. it was a great, beautiful movie. Uh, you know, I think I'm, I mean, I'm speed. What? I mean, I think he's in a good speed right now. I really loved Fableman's too for like, and that's a very much more inventive coming of age for yeah. of his style. I hopefully that does you know because I mean for me the Spielberg stuff is all that I'm gonna like even the modern stuff it's gonna be movies like The Post, mm-hmm. Fablemans like his uh you know Bridge of Spies like the ones I 
not going to be as into are going to be ready player one. Yeah. You know, um, his more like cheesy, big, yeah. big fucking giant Animated. or whatever that yeah. one was. But yeah, hopefully he's going to, I mean, I, I would love for him to make more personal films like Fableman's. I think. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a real cool speed of him. And even just like taking on like those elements again, like you can look at his earlier pre like blockbuster career has like a lot of personal films. Always mm-hmm. still also playing with the elements of the fun, like Jaws. I got to see again in theaters uh, last year, and yeah. that was a blast. And it does get to a very emotional, cool state while still being like the big famous spectacle of like the Killer Shark movie. Yeah, and I think he can find that balance now, and I hope he does that with uh, whatever he does next. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's always going to be something I think to his films that elevates it to this yeah. like big spectacle level, which is good. That's a good impulse. I love that. I just. Uh, you know, I think, I think Fableman's also put him in a situation where he had to shoot like actual people yeah. doing scenes together, mm-hmm. and you forget how good he is at that. Like he's yeah. really, really good at it. Yeah. Uh, Triangle, I thought was just a triumph of like just, just biting, really cutting satire, and it's totally mm-hmm. my speed. Like, like it's like there's nothing nice about the movie. It's mm-hmm. like it's like not mm-hmm. a nice film. It's a very challenging, very disgusting, mm-hmm. but yet yet very real, authentic, and honest portrayal of human beings. Um, yeah, loved uh, loved every minute of that, and love what the movie is ultimately saying. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Oscars. I I what's what would be the? I mean, I guess. I guess I could like Top Gun Maverick winning would be it's like weird. I could weirdly see it happening. Yeah. But that would be that would be nuts. I think it people would be would such lose a it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird concept. I feel like, yeah, the big blockbusters, I kind of another like snub, but wasn't a favorite. I actually ended up I did finally watch and wasn't a fan was Babylon. I was expecting that to be in the best picture race. Oh, yeah. Me all, too. The hype, right. all the hype I was hearing. But then I actually watch it and it wasn't like I'm not, not a fan of its speed or what it's doing. Did you see First Man? I did, yeah. And that that, one was was that okay? Yeah, that one was okay. And I think that was like a simpler narrative and more direct and has some cool analog effects. This I think is trying to this feels like it was a TV show that got shortened down to three hours. Mm. And they messed like you can feel the speed of a couple scenes feel like sketch toddy bits that are just like (laughs) over long. There's like a it's it's a kind of a rough sell and it does do the disgusting things that triangle sadness does a little bit except i think it's too gross out and too like degrading uh really I, I, I'm it, it's more degrading than triangle of sadness yes whoa uh, there's a f- couple of famous scenes in it that are very gross out including an elephant just shitting all over one person early in the film and this is before we get to know like characters and stuff so it's just for the sake of explaining like this is how Hollywood is. It shits on people. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I didn't need to see it, but thank you. Uh, but there is a, but I'm kind of surprised no one talks about it. There's a couple scenes where the joke is someone on set died. Like someone mm. on set uh, actor, background actor gets killed. Mm. And I kind of like thinking in a post-Rust world, like why is this happening on a film? 
that's like supposed to be up for Oscars. It's a little weird, and no one's really drudged about it. I think it's was just it, a, it the joke that someone died being like to satirize the industry, like that? Yeah, that's what that's, happens. That's yeah. ultimately the pitch. Always is that well, Hollywood does this to people, and people right. are just trying to do jobs or be in the limelight, and it just uses. But you people. think it's was it not very tasteful? Did you think like it wasn't bad? That's basically taste? yeah. That's basically yeah. my sale on it. And I'm like again, this was probably written forever ago, conceived differently pre-rust yeah pre-rust and then (laughs) you know changed up but like aside from that yeah i was expecting that one to get it and i was not expecting both top gun and avatar uh to get it because that was my pitch was the idea that i well you got the one big block right you got your lord of the rings for this year or whatever so like how black panther got a nod and no one was like well that's not going to win best picture and kind of be cool but it would be weird but it was the only one. This has like these two. It even has Elvis, which is very blockbustery, ballsy, like bombastic. Uh, but as opposed to being like a nuanced film, but it's still like I at least see like there's elements to it. it's like antibiotic nature. That's nifty. Austin yeah. Butler is very good in it. Very lead performance. Yeah, I want to see that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird, Phil. You know, we as we know, film can be so many things. You know, yes. it can be these very grounded hard reality shoving shoving reality in your face yeah. type type films that feels more like your women talking your triangle mm-hmm. of sadness perhaps maybe even all quiet on the western front yeah. a little bit of tar in there too maybe a little tar but then you can have these big spectacle films like elvis and avatar and everything yeah. everywhere all at once that you know have very emotional stories uh but but also you know, and connect on that level, but also do it in a way that's highly stylized and showcases, yeah. you know, a different kind of a different kind of artistic expression. But all of them pale in comparison to video games. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's my what... pitch. Thank you, folks, for listening to Video Games, a comedy show. Um, this has been a delight. Hearn, thanks for coming back and uh and uh well, do a little Oscar talk. Yeah, Where can people you... find you and what do you want so people the... to know? He said the secret word and was like, want to talk about movies? And I went, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, always can... a always a pitch you'll, you're willing yeah. to take. Always. Uh, you can find me on my website, michaelchern.com, on Twitter at michaelchern. Uh, no real big news right now. I'm waiting for the Oscars to die down before I start yelling at people about my films. But, you know, you can see my latest film, Big Ideas, Detective Agency, on my website, starring Mikey Stevens and Vera Varchetti, uh, co- narrated by Connor McCabe. Wow, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of VGACS, yeah, crew in there. Um, great, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. Uh, consider going to our Patreon and subscribing at the ten dollar DJ Toad tier. We have a full on Mario sixty four Games Club that's about to wrap up. We have a pullout right now for our next Games Club that we'll be doing immediately after. We also have. You know, bonus episodes from the makers of this show. Call Me By Your Game, Reactivators, Inside Video Games Classic with July, The Scary Basement Podcast, and more. Uh, to learn more, go to patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and have yourselves a delightful Oscar night. This is a life Free from destiny Not only what we sow, not only what we show, the 
Not all.